Hey there, and welcome to Vibrancy with ADHD. Trying to improve our health and wellness with ADHD can feel like an uphill battle. Neurotypical advice tends to be complicated, rigid, and quite honestly, kind of boring. Us ADHDers thrive off of fun and need to be supported by people who just get us and the way our brain works. And most importantly, we need to feel encouraged and inspired instead of shamed. No falling off of any hypothetical wagons here. I'm Chelsea Eithoven and I'm a health and mindset coach who was diagnosed with ADHD at age 30. Stick around and together we can explore, learn, and play our way to a more vibrant lifestyle. Hey, hey, and welcome back to Vibrancy with ADHD. This is going to be episode number three, and I'm going to be answering the question, how do I create a consistent exercise routine with ADHD? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to answer this because this was such a struggle for me for so long. So as you know, though, before we dive in, let me talk about this week's hyper focus of the week. And if you're new around here, this is where I just tell you what I'm obsessing over this week. And honestly, this one I've been obsessing over for a really long time. <laughs> so they aren't necessarily actual hyper focuses where in the in the technical sense of the term where like hyperfocus with ADHD is when we do get those bouts of focus where we can just be obsessed and sit down and finish something and actually have focus for short bouts of time. So the hyperfocus of the week isn't an actual hyperfocus. It's just a fun little pseudonym, a fun little name for this section of the podcast that I can tell you what I'm enjoying. So this week, what I want to tell you about is a food or a meal that I have been obsessed with for a really long time. And I call it a sweet chicken salad. So I actually believe somebody did a copycat of this. Like I got this from somewhere else. Somebody else doesn't call it a sweet chicken salad. I believe they call it a sticky fingers salad. And I don't know what restaurant that's from, but it is so delicious. And I can't believe I haven't talked about this before because this is literally what I would want for my last meal on earth. Like I could eat this for every single meal. I'm so obsessed with it. It's so yummy. It's so easy. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. So first the chicken. So it's a salad with chicken on it and I call it sweet chicken. Probably a better name would be sweet and spicy chicken. So I buy the frozen chicken in the freezer section of the store that's in the red bag. I think it might be Tyson, but it's called air fried chicken. And you can put it in the oven or you can put it in an air fryer. Basically, it's like a lower calorie version of regular chicken fingers, but it's pretty much just chicken fingers. It is so, they're so good. So they're super crispy and crunchy. And so I air fry that and then I make the sauce. And the sauce, all it is, is half hot sauce and half brown sugar. And I use the Splenda version of the brown sugar. And I microwave the mixture together until the brown sugar is melted. And once that's melted, then I mix it together and then I toss the chicken in that and chop it up. So that's the chicken. It's so good. It's like this combination of sweet and spicy, freaking delicious, 10 out of 10. So that's the chicken. And then I put it over the salad, which I usually use romaine, cucumbers, cherry tomatoes, cheddar cheese. And then I use the Bolt House Farms Greek Ranch. So if you've the, or Greek Yogurt Ranch, if you've never had that, so freaking good. And then some croutons, put the chicken on top, mix it all together. It 
is heavenly. And it's so easy because once you chop up all your veggies, all you have to do is throw the chicken in the air fryer and put it in the sauce and then assemble your salad while it's the, the chicken is air frying and it's really simple. So I freaking love this salad so much and we're eating it for dinner tonight and I'm so pumped to eat it for literally like five meals this week. And I'm not the type of person, I like leftovers normally the next day, but not time and time and time again. But this meal, I totally could eat time and time and time again. And I will make one quick side note. If you are a new listener, you might be thinking like, isn't this a podcast about health and wellness? This pot, this salad does not necessarily sound healthy, right? In the traditional sense of the word. And if that's what you're thinking, I do want to share with you that, yes, I am a health and mindset mindset coach, but I practice from an all foods fit perspective. So if you go back and listen to earlier episodes when we were Vibrancy Radio, not Vibrancy with ADHD, anything in season one, you can hear all about my philosophy with food and how what I believe is that food is both about nutrients and enjoyment. I think that we can have it all. We can enjoy what we're eating. We can have a balanced, healthy relationship with food, and we can achieve optimal health and weight while eating foods that we love in combination with foods that are bettering our health. So that is my hyper focus of this week. Oh my gosh. If you guys try it, let me know. Message me on Instagram because it's truly, that would make my day to just know that somebody tried this salad because it's that freaking good. It is so good. Okay. But anyways, let's move on. So the hyper focus of the week always ends up, I try to keep it to like one minute. But of course, because it's what I'm obsessed with, I have a really hard time doing that. (laughs) So let's dive into the topic of today. So today, like I mentioned, I'm going to be answering the question, how do I create a consistent exercise routine with ADHD? And I did a Q&A on Instagram and I asked people what they wanted to know about health and wellness and fitness and tell me the thing that they struggled with the most and I would answer those questions and help them work through it. And I said I would pick one to be on the podcast. Now, this question came up so many times in so many different ways. Like the question was asked in just so many different ways. So which I can totally relate to. And I also asked this in a Facebook group of just ADHD women, and this came up so much. So I knew that this had to be the topic that I did a deep dive on the podcast about and not just answer it in a short little tidbit on Instagram. So here we are. And I relate to this question so much. I remember when I was younger, I just so badly wanted to be the person that exercised regularly, that actually enjoyed it, that like had fun when they were doing forms of movement. And I just for the life of me couldn't figure out how to do this. So I was a cheerleader in high school and I was on two teams. So I was on my high school team and a competitive team, which meant that I was doing cheerleading five days a week for multiple hours a day because of both of the practices and a lot of times back-to-back practices, that was definitely a hyper-focus, right? So at that time when I had that structure and something that I really enjoyed, cheerleading and tumbling, I didn't struggle with it. And then I got to college and it just started feeling like this thing that was just a chore and I would like 
didn't really know how to use a lot of the machines at the gym. So I would go to the gym, and but I would stay on the elliptical or the treadmill, and I would get so bored. So I would only really stay at the gym for like 10 minutes, and I was too intimidated or like overwhelmed by everything else and all the various machines and all the people that looked like they knew exactly what they were doing. So I would go on the elliptical, and then that was it. And so obviously, that was no fun. So I hardly ever kept up that habit consistently, right? And I will fast forward to now where I'm the type of person who I consider myself somebody who is a regular exerciser and really enjoys it. Like I work out four to six times a week. I do, I move every single day. I have some form of movement I do every single day. And I did this, I changed that habit all while not knowing I had ADHD, right? But there were certain strategies that I learned along the way and certain just mindset shifts and tips that I learned that really helped me. So I want to share those with you today. So what kind of helped me go from the type of person that never had a consistent exercise routine to somebody who looks forward to it every single day. It's like one of my favorite parts of the day. So what I'll do is I will outline, I'm going to outline three common problems associated with this particular struggle, right? So I want to zoom in on what problems in particular you guys were telling me that you were experiencing and then give you a strategy to try to overcome that, right? So as you're listening, like I said, I'm going to outline three common struggles. Zoom in on the one that resonates the most with you. You're like, oh yes, that's why I have a hard time sticking with my exercise routine. And listening closely to that strategy. Because as I always say in this podcast, I don't expect you to leave the podcast and do every single suggestion I give you, but maybe there'll be one tidbit that really stands out to you that you think is going to be really helpful to you. So you might take one thing away. And I think that's incredible. That's totally awesome, right? So Let's talk about it. What are the three biggest barriers that people were saying over and over and over again that they had to trying to create a consistent exercise routine with ADHD? So number one, the number one that I heard was overwhelm, right? Just how do I create a routine in the first place? I don't know where to start. So we're going to discuss that. And then second, we're going to discuss boredom. So when the excitement wears off, like, you know, you know what it is. Like you start out obsessed and you're really excited and it feels like so much fun. And then eventually you're just like, okay, I'm kind of bored. What do I do? Like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm over it, right? How do we handle that and stay consistent without just being at the whim of our boredom and our interests, right? Because a lot of times if we want to start an exercise routine, we do want to be more consistent with it and not just drop it whenever we feel bored. So that's the second one that I'm going to, common problem I'm going to discuss. And then the third one is all or nothing thinking. And I did discuss this in depth in the last podcast that I recorded. So I will let you know where to find that and I'll link it in the show notes if you want to listen to that one in depth. But the way that that was phrased was that that they said, the person who asked this question, they said, well, what I tend to do, what my pattern is, is I skip one day of the gym and then I don't go back for a month. Like I'm like, okay, I skipped one day and that means that it's all over, right? And people said this in various ways, right? A lot of people talking about going from zero to 100 and then back to zero is what somebody said. Somebody said that they 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 just... What did they say? (laughs) 
now I'm getting my words jumbled, but basically people were phrasing this in different ways. So we're going to talk about that third. So like I said, zoom in on whichever problem you experience and try that strategy. And if you struggle with overwhelm, I want to highly encourage you to only focus on that strategy, right? Because I am giving you multiple strategies. So just go into this with the mindset that I'm going to maybe try the strategy she suggests for overwhelm, but you don't have to try all of them because I think that that will only further your overwhelm. So if you are in the first, the the place where you feel overwhelmed with where to even start or how to start or you just feel like overwhelmed by all the choices, then I want you to just listen in and pay really close attention to this first problem and solution. Okay, so let's dive in. So problem number one is the overwhelm. This is when we struggle to even get started. There are like so many people who say different types of exercises. Oh, this type of exercise is perfect for fat burn. This type of exercise is best for this. Well, this one's best for this. And then you see somebody who they look like they have a really good body. What kind of exercise are they doing? And then all of a sudden you have 30 different types of exercise that you're trying to figure out which one's the best one. And then you walk into the gym and there's all these machines and the one machine you know how to use, somebody else is already on it and you're just like, okay, whatever. I just want to go home now, right? Like it's just overwhelming. So I want to talk about a solution to address this. And for this, I would suggest that you try to use the law of least effort. So this concept I read in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, which I 1000% recommend everybody read. I think especially people with ADHD, even though this book is not for people with ADHD, I think it's as a person with ADHD who read this before I knew I had ADHD, it has helped me a ton to learn how to form habits and it has helped me a ton with my mindset of how to form habits. So this book is excellent. So in it, he talks about the law of least effort, which states that we will naturally gravitate towards the option that requires the least amount of work, right? And not immediately, right? Or I guess a way to restate this is we will end up following through with the option that requires the least amount of work. Because sometimes we try to overcomplicate it, right? And we're really excited about this super complex or difficult task or whatever. And then when the time comes to actually execute, what do we do? Especially if we have ADHD, we get overwhelmed at all the steps about how like it just gets so overwhelming and we don't end up doing it, right? So in the book, he uses the analogy of a garden hose that has a kink in it, right? So it has a kink in it somewhere. You guys have all done this before, I'm sure, where you turn on the water and it kind of barely flows through, right? Because it has this kink in it. So you've got two options to get more water out of the end of the hose, right? You can crank up the dial and pump through more water at a more aggressive rate, right? So the 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 hose essentially is working 10 times as hard to get the same amount of output or results. Or you can unbend the kink and you can kind of solve that problem and make it so that there's less resistance so it doesn't require as much effort to get to the desired result, right? You don't have to pump up the water super high. You just have to unbend the kink. So 
I want you to transfer this over to when you're trying to create a new exercise routine, right? Imagine you're trying to create a new exercise routine. You're starting at ground at like at zero. You're starting at absolute zero. And what you could do is you could try and find the perfect routine, right? You can find the perfect routine and find the thing that's gonna give you the most optimal body and is gonna be the best thing ever and whatever. Or, and that would be the equivalent of, you know, turning the water up super high and putting all this effort into it to make it absolutely perfect. Or you could unbend the kink. And unbending the kink would be equivalent to finding a way to actually make the end goal easier and reduce the friction that you're having to starting the habit, right? Because all we need at this point, if you're feeling overwhelmed, is to get started, right? And just getting started will help create that momentum. But in that moment when we're overwhelmed, we don't need to think about the perfect routine. We just need to think about how to get started. So how can we get started, right? We don't want to have to like, we don't want to keep going through this cycle where we're just so overwhelmed that we don't even end up getting started. So reducing the friction or associated with exercise, how are we going to remove that overwhelm? It's by finding the path of least resistance, right? So I want you to take a moment here and assess what would be the easiest form of exercise that you already have available to you right now. I don't know about you, but my brain tends to write those things off and like want to try and find the best option. But by doing that, it's ignoring all the easy options, right? And so I want to like make a little switch in your brain right now. Let's focus on the easy options right now. What is easiest to you right now? If you're having trouble starting your exercise routine, What is available to you right now? Do you have a gym membership and you know how to use the elliptical? Okay, great, then that's an option. It might not even be that. You might not have a gym membership, but could you take a walk in your neighborhood, right? That is a perfectly acceptable and in my eyes, even great form of exercise. I love taking walks. And in fact, I'm taking a walk as soon as I finish this podcast and I'm really excited for it. So it could be taking a walk, right? What about... Do you have access to a computer? Because if you have access to a computer, YouTube has thousands of free exercises on them where you need nothing but your body, you don't need any equipment, and you just need access to a computer and your body. So what right now, jot down a few things that you think would be the absolute easiest, would be the least amount of barriers that you have access to right now. And I want you to pick one of those, the one that seems the absolute easiest, that your mind has the least resistance to, okay? And now that you've got that thing in your mind, let's say it's walking, pick an increment of time that feels like you can't say no to it. So for example, what is an increment of time that you're like, oh my God, that is so ridiculously short that I could not say no to that, right? Is it a 10-minute walk? Is it a five-minute walk? Is it a one-minute walk? walk. It doesn't matter how tiny it is because if the issue is overwhelm, then just simply getting started is the barrier we want to overcome, right? Just getting started and just accomplishing one thing. So it could be the tiniest increment ever. It doesn't matter. Overcoming overwhelm is about making the barrier, us able to overcome that barrier, right? So 
Then you have your increment of time and you have your exercise that you chose. So let's say you chose a five-minute walk and you're like, a five-minute walk, I can do that easy peasy and your brain has no resistance to that, okay? That's what you're gonna choose. And then you're gonna put it on your calendar in a time that also feels like would be the easiest to complete. So for you, right? Like when is the time that you have the most energy? When is the time that you have the most mental space? When is the time that you're the least busy, that you don't have other people trying to get your attention like children or whatever? Is it that you wake up in the morning and that's the best time for you? I don't know. I'm not going to go through all the times, but the best time for you. And then you're going to put it on your calendar. So you're going to write into your calendar five minute walk and you're going to put it on in your calendar for as soon as you wake up first thing in the morning, because that's when you know your kids aren't up yet. Your husband is home. You can go on a five minute walk, whatever. I was just speaking from like my situation. You know, not everybody is a cisgender female with a husband and thinking about children, but you know what I mean? That's, that was just an example, but So you put it on your calendar and then you're just going to focus on this one time, okay? You're not creating a schedule and saying, I'm working, I'm doing this five-minute walk every single day for a month. No, 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 no. If you're struggling with overwhelm, we're going to work on one thing at a time, one simple task, one time, okay? So you have it on your calendar and five-minute walk first thing tomorrow, tomorrow morning, just one day, just one day. And then you're going to do it, okay? You're going to do your five-minute walk, and then you're going to congratulate yourself. You're going to say, go me. I'm going to put a little bit of whipped cream on my coffee to celebrate. I'm going to put some sprinkles on my coffee. I'm going to put on a fun song this morning because I'm so proud of myself for following through and starting my exercise routine. I followed through with my promise to myself, right? You just exercised. You did it. And here's what what's going to happen probably. You're going to be tempted to put yourself down. You're going to be having these thoughts. You're going to be thinking, well, that wasn't the perfect exercise. Like that probably didn't do anything. I should have gone longer. I should have gone to the gym. Well, that's not weightlifting. I heard weightlifting is the best for yada, 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 yada. Okay. Don't even let your mind go there. No, ma'am. Not yet at least. Okay. We are going to build up to that. We're going to build up to longer exercises. We're going to build up to, if you want to, weightlifting and all that stuff. But when it comes to overwhelm, this is the first building block to creating your consistent routine. So to sum this up, if you feel overwhelmed and that's kind of stopping you from creating a exercise routine, I want you to start with exercise. You have the least amount of friction to access and you're going to plan one exercise, one time increment, and you're gonna schedule it into your calendar and you're going to do it. And then you're gonna repeat. Okay, so when you finish your exercise, schedule in your next one, right? And that is all that I'm going to give you if you feel overwhelmed. And I highly encourage you, if you feel overwhelmed, just stick with this one, okay? Because I'm going, I'm about to dive into some other strategies for exercise, but I don't want you to feel like there are all these things and all these barriers and all these extra things to think about. I think that's going to make the situation a lot worse. So try this one and let me know how it goes. Okay. And let's dive into problem number two that people have with creating a consistent exercise routine if we have ADHD. 
And this is boredom, right? I feel this one so much. So lots of people say they start an exercise routine and they get bored. The fun dissipates and then they're like, eh, I'm done, right? And also, a lot of people also said that they go to the gym and they'll like do something for 10 minutes and then they'll be bored as well. So boredom is a really big issue. And I so relate to this because I, this happens to me. I I just, I feel this all the time. So I'm going to share a couple things that have worked for me, a couple suggestions that have worked for me in this capacity when it comes to boredom, right? So the first thing to try if you are struggling with boredom and that is stopping you from having a consistent workout routine is to try something called Habit Plus Option. And I actually did an entire podcast about this already. So if I, I'm going to cover it shortly. And if you're interested and you want to learn more, I'm going to link this podcast in the show notes, or you can go to season one and five and the one that's called Habit Plus Option. But I'm just going to explain the gist of it and you can listen in more detail if you would like to. So the gist of Habit Plus Option is that you have a particular habit that you do frequently, but there's an option element to it as well. So for example, most days I do some form of movement. That's my habit is moving most days. And I don't, I never say all because I have learned that trying to be perfect often for me ends up in self-sabotage. So I just say most days. Most days I do some form of movement. That's my habit. But I have an option what kind of movement I want to do. So I'm keeping that consistent habit of movement, but I get to switch it up when I get bored. And a lot of times this looks like me getting obsessed with one kind of movement until I'm no longer obsessed with it. And then I move on to another one. I, I go to a different option. So instead of in that moment dropping my habit altogether, I just move to something that sounds more interesting. So that's the option portion. So sometimes my movement is a class of the gym. Sometimes it's a walk in the sunshine. Sometimes it's dancing around my house. Sometimes it's a YouTube yoga class. Sometimes it's a bike ride. Sometimes it's vacuuming my house, which by the way, totally counts because I don't know about you, but it takes like 30 minutes to vacuum my whole house. So (laughs) some people, I'm sure it probably takes a lot longer if you have a bigger house, but that's 30 minutes of walking and moving and listening to a podcast for me. And it goes by like that and I don't even notice it. Sometimes it's just laying down in front of the TV and doing a few crunches while I'm laying down or air squats or whatever. So that is habit plus option. And if I would suggest if you're just starting this, carve out some time in your schedule each day. So I keep talking about schedules because I am realizing as an ADHDer, I have to use a schedule. If I don't use a schedule, honestly, nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to feel any kind of urgency and therefore I'm just going to sit on my phone scrolling TikTok thinking, oh my gosh, I have all day to do all the things I need to do. And guess what gets done? A whole lot of nothing. (laughs) So scheduling has been really helpful for me since I've learned that I have ADHD. That's a tool that I'm using in my toolbox that's helped a ton, which is why I've now mentioned it already twice. I mentioned it with the overwhelm strategy and now again with this habit plus option. So you put it, you could even plug it in for daily, like have it be a repeating thing in your schedule. And you've got it scheduled for whatever time works for you. Let's say that's noon, okay? And you're gonna write down, so you've got your time scheduled, that's when you're gonna do your movement. Then for your option piece, a good idea might be to write down a 
menu of all your options. So after you listen to this podcast, sit down, get a piece of paper, and write down every type of movement or exercise that could be available to you, right? So you would write down all those things I mentioned before, YouTube yoga class, YouTube dance class, bike ride, walk, go to the gym, whatever. It could be anything, whatever it is for you. Your options are going to be different than mine, rollerblading, anything. And at noon, you are at that time, you're you ha- you're going to pull out your menu and or you could decide this ahead of time. That's up to you what works best for you. If you find that at noon, if you haven't decided already, then you don't end up doing it, then maybe you might want to try deciding this ahead of time, like the day before or something. So at noon, you're going to look at your menu and choose choose the one that is calling to you and that sounds like the most fun. So this simple system, habit plus option, has helped me add so much spice to my workout routine and so much excitement. And I will say that right now my goal is not specific muscle building or toning or I don't really have any goals like that. My only goal right now is just being consistent with movement because I know it makes me feel good and I know it's best for my mental health and I enjoy it. So if your goal is specific muscle building or whatnot, this definitely wouldn't be the ideal suggestion. So I do want to say that. I don't want you to think that this is what's going to be helping you build a booty or whatever that a lot of people have goals to do. Because if you do have a specific goal like that, then it might need to be more specific than this. And you might need to have like a plan that's just for that. But this podcast isn't really catered towards those people or who have those kinds of goals. Or I guess I what I should say that makes more sense is if you're having trouble just being consistent with exercise, try this first, getting into a consistent exercise routine, and then later you can focus on more specific goals once you've overcome the barrier of being able to have a consistent routine. Does that make sense to you? Again, it's like I talked about before. It's those building blocks, right? We we build the block of overcoming the overwhelm and just getting started. And then we build the block of creating more consistent routine. And then later we can build the block of, okay, I have a specific goal and I know that I'm going to go to the gym. I know that I can trust myself to be consistent. And now I want to start working on this specific goal. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. I always ask that to you like you can respond. <laughs> okay. So that is habit plus option. Great option to try if you want to get into a consistent habit and routine of exercise. And again, listen to that podcast that's linked in the show notes to hear the full explanation of that strategy. And then I'm going to add a little a little tidbit too for boredom, and that is to follow the dopamine. And I've talked about this a bit on Instagram, but pretty much just follow the fun, okay? Our ADHD brains crave dopamine. Like literally, that pretty much is a huge part of ADHD is that our brains don't have as much dopamine. Therefore, we crave dopamine. And we get dopamine by trying new things, by doing new things, by having fun. So focus more on what sounds fun than what sounds like the most perfect exercise routine, okay? If it sounds boring before you even get there, you just know it's going to be pulling teeth to get yourself to go there, right? So lean into your natural tendencies and try and find things that sound fun, okay? And 
if you can just make this one mindset shift of focusing more on what types of movement are fun to you and making it more joyful, then I guarantee exercise will become a more automatic and easy habit for you. And you will start enjoying it because you're focusing on the things you enjoy. So if you have trouble finding out, like, what do I even like, right? Some of you might be sitting here and being like, that's a great tip, but I don't like any kind of exercise, okay? If you have no idea where to even start, I want you to think about what you liked to do as a child. So did you like to rollerblade? Did you create dances? Ooh, you could do t- like TikTok dances. That'd be fun. That's something I just thought about to add to your menu. Did you like to bike ride? Did you like to swim in the pool? Did you like to play Wii sports or whatever, which was not available when I was young. So I don't know if that's what it's called, but the Wii games or whatever. Did you like to play tag or play with your animals or were you really into some kind of specific sport or recreational activity? What did you like to do? Thinking about that can really spark our creativity and give us a clue into what we might enjoy now as adults. And as adults, if you haven't already gotten it, I want to right now give you full permission to play. I think we should be enjoying our lives so much more than we are currently or that we think we're supposed to. Who says that once we get to be adults, we have to cut out all the joy of our life or the only joy that has to be left is like drinking alcohol or things like that, you know? To me, I prioritize joy and I found that it's actually improved every other area of my life just by making that one change and making sure I'm enjoying things more. And I don't know if that's because I'm ADHD or if that's um, something that's beneficial to all humans, but it works for me. (laughs) So to sum that one up, if you are struggling with boredom in your workout routine, try the habit plus option strategy and follow the dopamine. Do the things that sound fun to you. And problem number three, the common, the last common problem to creating a consistent exercise routine with ADHD is all or nothing thinking. And again, the person who submitted this question, they said that they will have a good exercise routine going and they'll skip one day and then they'll fall off for a month or they like literally won't go back to the gym for six months, right? So basically the struggle here is inconsistency. And for this I think that the only thing that needs to be changed to solve this is a mindset shift. Because here, if you listen carefully to this problem, the only thing that's stopping you from being consistent here is the thought that if I'm not perfect, there's no use in giving any effort at all. Do you see how that, do you see how that works? If I'm not perfect, there's no use in giving any effort at all. When we skip one day at the gym and we decide that we're not going to go back for another two months, a lot of times that's the thought pattern that we're stuck in. It could be an issue of boredom. And in that one, then I would say go up to the solutions that I gave you just a minute ago for the boredom problems. But if it is that all or nothing mindset, then I think all we need is a mindset shift, right? To go from, and the mindset shift that I would suggest is to go from all or nothing to all or something. And I covered this in depth in the last episode, like a full 45 minute episode all about all or nothing thinking and overcoming it. So if this is something you struggle with in lots of different areas of your life, highly recommend you go back and listen to episode two 
of this podcast of Vibrancy with ADHD and listen in on that one. It'll help you so much. But I do want to share some things that I shared there here as well if you don't feel like going back and listening to the whole other episode. So one thing I covered is is going is the thought of all or something. So basically, if you fall off the wagon, quote unquote, for one day, instead of saying, oh, I've ruined my streak. Oh, well, like, whatever, I'm just going to take a break and then not going back for a while. In that moment, the day after you broke your streak, then I want you to ask yourself, what if I chose in this moment all or something? What could be my something? I don't feel like going to the gym today. Today's too chaotic. I don't have the time. It's not going to work, right? What could be my something? Is it a five-minute walk? Is it 10 air squats, right? Just doing something can help your brain get out of that thought rut that it has to be all or nothing because that is all it is, is a limitation created by your thoughts. And I just remembered another place that this shows up. A lot of people feel like if they can't go to the gym for a full hour, then they might as well not go at all. And I think, to be frank, that that's kind of bullshit. (laughs) Like you... If you have 20 minutes to go to the gym or 20 minutes to exercise, dude, that's all I get a lot of days. And that's totally okay. It can still, you can make big transformations physically and mentally with 20 minutes a day, even less, honestly, truly. So that's another place I see all or nothing thinking happening. But like I mentioned, I cover this specific issue in intense detail on last last week's episode, episode two, all or nothing thinking and ADHD. So give that one a listen if you're struggling with all or nothing thinking with exercise or any other area of your life, specifically eating. I talk about all or nothing thinking with eating a lot in that episode. And before we wrap up today's podcast, I want to give you one more bonus tip because I couldn't leave this episode without giving this tip. So if you have access to it, I would highly suggest to go to exercise classes. So this is a little bonus tip for you. So this for me solves so many of those problems that I just covered above and is why I'm basically addicted to classes (laughs) because I don't get overwhelmed because I don't have to plan anything. I just have to show up when the class starts and follow along with whatever the instructor tells me to do, right? And I get lots of dopamine from these classes because they play loud music. I'm around other people. I'm usually trying and doing new things that I've never done before. They switch it up a lot of the times depending on where you're going. Like some classes are pretty rigid, but most of them switch it up all the time. So it's always something new. So it's exciting and fun, right? And another benefit is that in classes, a lot of times you get the opportunity to learn how to use equipment or to learn body weight exercises. And then next time you're in the, you're not in a class, right? You're just in the gym. You feel more confident using the dumbbells. You know what to do with the dumbbells in the proper form, or you know what to do in the gym without guidance. You can go pick up the bands and know how to use those in a proper way or know how to do some body weight exercises, right? So that helps me 
that is pretty much where I learned how to use the other equipment in the gym. So I started with body pump. That was my first introduction to weightlifting, which by the way, I'm going to a body pump class tonight. I'm so excited. But that is where I learned good form with a barbell and how to even use a barbell and how to load a barbell and what everything I could do with a barbell and how to do a squat and a and a bench press and how to do a deadlift and all those things. So classes can really teach you a lot about proper form and help you be less intimidated in those common areas of the gym. And people in classes, I feel like there's no judgment. We're all at different levels as far as our fitness, but we're all there to just have a good time and improve ourselves and feel good, right? So I feel like some people think that everybody's looking at you in the class and get nervous about that, about that aspect of it. But for me, I feel kind of the opposite. Like I can follow along with the instructor and have some guidance and everybody else is kind of worrying about themselves anyways, right? They're not really looking at you. Although I do remember being intimidated by that aspect of it. So I do understand that. So classes have been a game changer for me. And it also helps me because with the boredom, I totally do the thing where if I go to the gym after like 10 minutes, I kind of get bored and just leave. But if I'm in a class, I'm kind of locked into it, which sounds terrible and it sounds like it would be awful. But actually, it's a good thing because I like I have guidance the entire time, but it actually goes really quick. And again, there's so much fun. A lot of times I I don't even notice how long has passed, right? So if you don't have financial access to taking classes, there are free classes too. So if you just Google free exercise class in your area, it's highly likely, depending on where you live, of course, but you might be able to find some free classes. Like I used to always go to a free Saturday yoga class or there was ones that was donation only. So you just pay what you can pay. Those are incredible. And you can do a nice Saturday morning yoga class in the park or other things like that, right? Totally for free. So that's that last little bonus tip for you. And in summary, basically, if you are struggling to create a consistent exercise routine, I went over three problems, three common problems and some solutions to those problems. So if you're struggling with overwhelm, then I want you to try to use the law of least effort. Find an exercise that feels like the least effort, an amount of time that feels like the least effort, and schedule it into your schedule and do it. Just one exercise. And if you're struggling with boredom in your exercise routine, and that's what's stopping you from being consistent, then try the habit plus option method and follow the dopamine. Do the things that sound fun to you. And lastly, if you are struggling with all or nothing thinking, try to switch your mindset to all or something. If you skip a day at the gym, no worries. The next day, if you don't feel like going to the gym again, then ask yourself, what is something I could do instead of falling into the pattern of nothing? What is something I could do, the tiniest thing that I could do that could just help me shift this mindset? And as a bonus tip, try some exercise classes. Oh my gosh, I just freaking love them. They're so much fun. If you have access to them, would 10 out of 10 recommend? And I'm curious if you like them too. If you have ADHD, for me, they've been the ideal thing. So let me know if they are for you too. I wonder if this is an ADHD thing or something else. Now that I've been diagnosed, I'm trying to assess what all parts of my personality are ADHD and what are not. I'm having the sneaking suspicion that pretty much my whole personality is ADHD, but that's another story. (laughs) Okay. 
Thank you so much for being here for episode three of Vibrancy with ADHD. And if you enjoyed this episode, then go ahead and take a screenshot right now and You can either share it with a friend who you think might enjoy this or who might need it, or maybe share it on your Instagram story and tag me. I would love to know that you enjoyed the podcast and that it brought you some value. And thank you so much for being here. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.